Welcome to the Story King Podcast, the show all about fiction, film, and form. I'm your host, John Carlo, and today I'm having a discussion with independent filmmaker Glenn McBride, Jr. Glenn McBride Jr. is a director, actor, and writer based in Long Island, New York. He recently won Best Acting Award for the 2019 72-hour Long Island Film Festival. He will be featured in the upcoming film comedies Stir It Up Crazy and Good Friday, and he'll be playing the role of Dippy Love Snatch in the comedy series Guinea Pigs. He'll be working behind the camera in the upcoming production of Another Wild Christmas Adventure, and he's also created and will be releasing a comedy web series called Supply and Demand. So here's my conversation with Glenn McBride Jr. Hi, Glenn. Welcome to the Story King Podcast. Thank you, man. Thank you for having me, man. It's been a long, long time. Long time. <laughs> so. Absolutely. Uh, I think you were, what, 18 the last time I saw you, maybe? It's been a long time, long time. But it's good to see you, man. Same here. I'm excited to, to have this conversation. So for those not familiar with your work, Glenn, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do, projects you've been involved in, currently working on, that sort of thing. Um, I'm a director, uh, writer, actor, um, filmmaker altogether. Uh, the projects people may have known me from uh, was actually my pieces from Traffic Cops. It was a comedy that kind of just opened a lot of to me after film school. I've done multiple projects um, and mostly independent. Right now, I'm releasing a buddy co- a buddy comedy called Supply and Demand. On uh, it's going to be a web series. It comes out next month. I'm in the movie uh, comedy series called Guinea Pigs. I play a character called uh, Dippy Love Snatch. So that's just <laughs> that's a crazy name. Um, right. I'm in a movie called feature film called Good Friday. It's a mob comedy. I play uh, I play an undercover cop. And right now, I'm about to shoot, we're finished in a movie called Stir It Up Crazy. Um, and three weeks, uh, I have a scene with the legendary group, the Sugar Hill Gang. So we're getting ready to shoot that scene with them. Wow. And then I'm about to do a dramatic movie called The Vagrant. I play a former homeless man that's helping a young girl get back off, off her feet, on her feet. So, you know, been wow. a little busy. So I'm grateful, grateful to be still working. Yeah, very cool. So how did you get into film? Was this like a childhood dream of yours? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a childhood dream of mine since I was seven. Uh, since I saw Eddie Murphy, Rob Towson, and Ken Abbey Waynes. Uh, one day I'm watching the movies, and I want to get into Hollywood, but I don't know how. And at the end of credits, it would say, directed by Ken Abbey Waynes, written by Ken Abbey Waynes. No, Robert Towson, directed by, written by. So I said, oh, if I write and direct my own stuff, I could put my, myself in my own movies. So I started doing that. Um, I wrote my first script <laughs> and I thought it was going to get me out the hood. Um, <laughs> it was a sequel to Blank Man. So, uh, so I'm thinking that's going to be the big thing. So I'm calling Hollywood agents and everything and you know, think it's going to be my big chance. I'm, I'm probably 11 years old by now <laughs> and I forgot there's a thing called a phone bill. <laughs> so I'm up. Got a nine hundred dollar phone bill, and yeah, so my mom almost killed me. But yeah, <laughs> it was been a childhood dream since seven years old. So <laughs> wow, nine hundred dollar phone bill. So is comedy your primary genre? Then what what interests you about comedy specifically? Um, yeah, it's, it's my comedy is my particular genre that I go after. Um, 
it's the most easiest and the most natural for me. Um, I see things in a funny way. I've had funny encounters in life. So, um, and like I said, Robert Townsend, Keenan Wayne, Eddie Murphy were my influences as a kid. So I wanted to do what they, they were doing. At the time, I thought I was going to be a stand-up comedian first, and I tried it out a little bit, and I was like, that's not my thing. I did good my first time, but I just knew that it wasn't my my thing. But comedy writing movies and directing movies and being in comedy films, I was like, that's my thing. So, yeah, that's that's my first natural instinct. I'm slowly getting to the dramatic stuff because, you know, you have to diverse yourself and show people you could do, you know, different things. But comedy is like my, my number one. I love comedy. I could watch and do comedy all day long. So you did stand-up comedy. I mean, that that's... I'm always impressed by people who do stand-up comedy because it, it's such a brave thing to do. So you knew right from the first time you tried stand-up comedy that it wasn't for you? Yeah, yeah. It was just like, ah, I got to do this every day. I got to write <laughs> new jokes and perform new stuff. And it was like, that was just really tough. <laughs> I hear you. But writing movies was a little, was a little bit more easier. And I... Um, I most of my friends are stand-up comedians, and I love what they do, but I couldn't do what they do. Hmm. I'm saying it's a tough grind. Right. Well, I'm always fascinated by the intense collaborative effort it takes to make a film. You know, as a writer myself, it's hard for me to imagine relying on countless others to express my artistic vision. So take us through that process. Am I thinking about it all wrong? Does a filmmaker only have sort of a rough idea of what he wants to accomplish, and then he has to leave lots of wiggle room for inevitable changes. Why don't you walk us through that? I mean, it first starts off with the script. You know, um, a lot of times I'm writing the script by myself, or I have my writing partner, Jimmy Kelly, who's also a great filmmaker as well, um, and we'll write it. And then once we kind of get the draft that we want and see what kind of budget we're going to need based on the, the script, once the script is done, then we start, you know, picking that crew. Um, most of the time, I- I'm going to direct it. Then we're looking for a cinematographer. The cinematographer is going to be the one that's going to be behind the camera and is going to bring our vision to life. Um, based on our storyboards, based on our uh, shot list and everything, once we get that, then we get the crew. Um, and a lot of times, it's you got to get your grips, you got to get your PAs, you got to get your gaffers. Um, makeup artists and everything. So, you know, you get people that you know are going to be reliable, especially when you don't have a big budget uh, and, and they can do the job. And But yeah, films are definitely clever effort. And it's always changing. The script is always changing. Um, even when you get on set and, about, and you're ready to film things, you may have to change stuff. Hey, you know, this venue that we want to film, they said we had it from seven to three. Now they said we have a seven to a seven to 11. So now we have to shorten stuff down and go, okay, we have to change some stuff, you know. So things always changing. And then even once the movie's done filming, you're taking it to the editing room with your editor, it's still changing, you know what I'm saying? So that's why it's really good to have a good producer on your project, but the producer's going to be the one that's going to um, kind of hold the ship together. There's so many moving parts in the movie, so it takes a lot. And, you know, you can have a good script, but have a horrible director, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> And, or, and it can mess it up or you can have a, a good script uh, a bad script and have a great director and that director can take it to another level like for example bad boys one the script wasn't that strong you know what i'm saying but it was michael's a directing and his direction and vision that kind of made the movie like, okay you know it's not a strong story but you know the cool action shots and stuff like that makes up for it so it really depends on the, the director you know who you hire 
So you sort of need a mix, uh, the proper mix of, of everybody involved. So it sounds like you need a strong plan, but you also need a lot of uh, flexibility for that plan to change. And, you know, nothing's set in stone, right, until the movie's totally edited. Totally done. And even then once the movie's done and then you now you're promoting the film and stuff like that, stuff changed, you know what I'm saying? You, you have to think about how you can promote the movie. Um, uh, in the trailer, you know what I'm saying? It's like that, that trailer has to really bring it. You know what I'm saying? You have a great movie. And if the trailer's not up to part and doesn't really capture the audience, they're not going to watch it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. uh, great example with that. A long time ago, The Five Harpies of Robin Towson, it, it was a great movie, but the studio put a trailer together that was so bad that people were like, I'm not watching this. You know what I'm saying? And it wasn't until years later when it came out on video, they're like, oh, this movie's not that bad. You could have a great movie, great director, great actors, but once you get put it in the hands of the studio, man, it, you just, you just cross your fingers. You know what I'm saying? Because now they're going to do what they want to do with it, which is scary sometimes. <laughs> right. Now, you've been on both sides of the camera. You've written and directed You've been behind the scenes, but you've also acted. Is acting a passion for you as well? Or is it just something you feel, you know, you need to do as an independent filmmaker? Um, acting was the first thing I wanted to do growing up. Um, you know, I wanted to be like Eddie. I wanted to be like the Wayne's Brothers in front of camera. But once I saw Robert Townsend, I said, hey, you could also be a director. I kind of fell back with the acting thing. I would throw myself up here in the movie in my films and everything. I would act on the side. I was really going hard with directing. And then this past two years, I've been getting more acting roles, you know what I'm saying, a, a lot. Um, which is not, you know, I write my movies and I throw myself in them. This is different. I got people casting me, you know what I'm saying? I'm going on auditions and, um, you know, like the dramatic movie, The Vagrant, uh, Good Friday, uh, Guinea Pigs, um, Stir Up Crazy. So uh, this diff a lot of films this past two years. So I've been, I haven't been directing um, a lot this year, you know what I'm saying? I, I just finished directing a faith-based uh, project called Desperately Waiting, and I'm about to get directing chair next year with a Christmas movie called um, Another Wild Christmas Adventure. It's a, it's a crazy comedy, but I'm also acting in it as well. Now, has acting given you a different perspective for your own filmmaking? Like when you're writing, are you consciously thinking about the actor's job? Do you write in a way that gives a lot of freedom for the actor to interpret the lines? Or do you expect them to say exactly what you wrote and then for them to just figure out the emotional context? As long as they're not going away from the story or the scene, you know what I'm saying? So um, being an actor and being in front of the camera is helping me write better for the actors and also understand the process. It's a lot, you know what I'm saying? Because you're in a certain emotion for a certain time. So the director goes, okay, that's a wrap. Let's go to the next scene. So if you're shooting eight takes of the same emotion, you're going to be drained after a while, you know what I'm saying? So me being in front of the camera a lot more now has, you know, I've gained a lot more respect for the actors I work with, you know, and I'm more patient and I'm more understanding, you know. And so when I get time to write my script for those actors, I have that in the forefront of my mind. Like, hey, you know, you, you want them to have the flexibility to, you know, become be an artist, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, and be comfortable with you on set. So, yeah. So I'm, I'm learning. I'm, I'm learning now a lot more now, you know, being an actor. Now, the director does have to wear a lot of hats. You write you shoot, you instruct actors, you edit, and so forth. What's your favorite part of the filmmaking process? Do you have one? I will say my favorite part is being on set. I love working with the crew. I love working with the actors. 
pre-production work is is annoying you know you're writing a script and then you're breaking down the script and you have all these multiple meetings your location scouting you're talking with the producers you talk with the actors you're having table reads which is cool but the that first day on set i love it you know what i'm saying i love i love it because like okay we're finally here you know what i'm saying so pre-production work you do a lot of you know long nights but that day those days on set i love being on set i could be on set all day and not feel it you know what i'm saying because you're working with the actors and then you know you work with the crew and then a lot of times the people i'm working with i know them personally so i have a personal friendship with them so you know it's like just you're you're on set with your friends so it makes it a lot easier but um yeah being on set directing but um and then i don't like to edit that much once the movie's done i'll do like a rough edit and i'll kind of send to the editor like hey this is what i have in mind my favorite part is just being on set and work with the actors and the crew so it sounds like that's uh you have a director's heart you know you like directing everything and you like casting the vision and then it seems like you let people with their specialties do their job so you like the overall process of the film making so talk about some of your film influences. You might have answered this already, but what are some of your favorite directors and films? I have a lot. You know, definitely, like I said before, Robert Townsend, you know, with you know, Hollywood Shuffle, Meter Man, Five Heartbeats. I also love Stallone. Uh, Stallone's a great director, you know, um, you know, a great screenwriter. He's one of my, my major influences. Kenobi Waynes. Uh, Spike Lee, John Singleton, um, right now Jordan Peele, like Jordan Peele is doing his thing. Uh, even uh, Tyler Perry, you know, just doing it, you know, his way. Um, yeah, I think it's about it. It's, you know, it's, I, it's like a long list, but those are the ones that popped in my head. But he, but definitely Robert Townsend was the number one person I saw um, that kind of influenced me. Just, you know, being a skinny black in the in the Bronx, you're trying to find somebody that looks like you to do what you want to do. You know, what I'm saying, <laughs> and then you see. Robert Townsend, and he's from Chicago, and you're like, okay, and he's doing it, and you're like, okay, that's what I want to do. So Robert Townsend, you know, he Robert Townsend uh, a few years back, it was just great to tell him thank you, like, hey man, just I just want to thank you for just inspiring me to do what I want to do. So you know, you know, Salone, Keenan Ivory Wayne, Spike Lee, John Singleton, Jordan Peele, you know, as a as a long list of directors, but Robert Townsend was the number one that kind of kicked it off. Yeah, I remember when I first saw The Five Heartbeats, I thought it was a fantastic movie. It was sort of like this uh, Temptations history type type group, and I thought it was so cool, and the music's fantastic. It's a great movie. You guys see the, um, if you ever get a chance, uh, he released the documentary, the behind the scenes, uh, how he made the movie. It's crazy, the stuff that he had to go through, you know what I'm saying? So if you love The Five Heartbeats, you love the movie. It's called The Making of The Five Heartbeats. It's really good. I'll have to check that out. So, what have you been able to do during this crazy time of COVID-19 we're living in? I know a lot of people who had tons of projects they were working on just canceled, some just suspended. What has your experience been? Yeah, same, same boat. Um, I had a bunch of projects lined up um, that was going to pay well, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, that got canceled. Um, I had to get a regular job, you know, and do, you know, I had to do what I had to do. Uh, but in the midst of that is uh, been able to write more, act here and there, but really on small projects. But yeah, I had a big, big project that I was supposed to be on and I was supposed to fly out of here and it just got canceled because where we were going um, in Texas, it was just, you know, COVID city. It was just like, you know, it was like it was hot down there with COVID. 
So they shut down production. So, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling like everybody else is feeling it. You know what I'm saying? And I want to get back on set and direct and everything. I think we're all eager to kind of get back to, you know, what's normal. But I don't think we'll ever, I don't think anything's going back to normal now. You know, we're going to have to just kind of adapt to it and kind of, you know, come up with different ways to film and everything. But, um, yeah, I'm just like everybody else is feeling it. I mean, I know some people that, you know, lost everything. You know what I'm saying? You, you know, you have a lot of guys that, uh, like the crew members, the gaffers, the PAs, the grips, that's their job. That's their, you know, that's, that's how they make their bread and butter. So, you know, for me, I was grateful to, you know, have uh, a job, you know, and kind of still make some little bit of money here and there. But um, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it just like everybody else. So, you know, but no, it's tough. You know, it's tough out there, you know, and this was something we did not expect, you know what I'm saying? For something like this to shut down Hollywood completely, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's, that's big. That's really big. Yeah, absolutely. What advice can you give for the upcoming filmmaker, that kid, just like you, that was dreaming right now of growing up, making movies? What would you say to him or her? What I would say to that young man and young woman is just start. You know what I'm saying? I mean, um, just start. You got you got an iPhone, just start filming. You know what I'm saying? Write a little scene. It don't have to be a big, big elaborate film. It could be one page. You know what I'm saying? shoot a short film uh, every weekend, you know what I'm saying? And you'll, get, you'll, 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 you'll start next, you know, you know, you have maybe five to six short films, you know what I'm saying? Um, you can sit there and say, well, I don't have any money. I don't know anybody in Hollywood, blah, blah, blah. It's all, all these excuses, but, you know, they have all this access, you know what I'm saying? When, when I was growing up, we didn't have iPhones. If I had an iPhone and all this stuff as a kid, oh, my God, forget about it, you know what I'm saying? You know, I had my dad's camcorder. That was it. I'm saying these kids have all this access to everything. So I would say start it. I would say, you know, learn how to write, um, learn how to write a screenplay. Um, and just so, so watching, you know, classic films, you know what I'm saying? And just know film history. There's so much access. They have this thing called, because um, my nephew, my nephew, uh, Elijah, he's 11 years old. He wants to become a director. So I just send all this stuff. So there's a thing called masterclass.com. And, you know, they have all these master classes, you know, Spike Lee's teaching one. So I said, look, I'm going to give it to you. It's already paid for and just learn and just go out and shoot. You know what I'm saying? And his final draft how to write, and the script software and just, and just read script. That's how I learned how to write scripts. So I told him, I said, what's your favorite movie? He goes, Men in Black. Go online, find Men in Black, print the script, read it, then watch the movie. And then when you watch the movie, have the script in front of you and you'll and do it with every movie you like. And you'll start to learn how to write screenplays. But, um, you know, there's too much access for these kids not to do it. You know what I'm saying? They have Google, they have the internet, they have, you know, they have more than we had, you know what I'm saying? And then um, just go, just go and do it. And you know what? I'll tell my nephew, like, look, the vision you have and the voice you have, nobody else has. Your experiences and your perspective, that's your own perspective. So you're going to bring something unique and different to the table. And that's what any filmmaker. But I think to all the young people, just start it. Just go. Get your iPhone. Get your GoPro. That's what he's using right now. He's using his GoPro. And he's doing good. He's learning. He got a little, you know, um, not Final Cut. He has, was iMovie. You know what I'm saying? On his, his little Mac. But he's learning. You know what I'm saying? I love you. He's learning how to edit and stuff like that. And as time goes on, he'll get better. But I'll tell anybody, just start it. Just start. Even with me. Like, I, you know, I didn't really go after it until I was 28. You know, because I was working in school and everything. And I had all these excuses why, you know, I couldn't do it. And it got to a point, you're either going to do it or you're not. And I just took a leap of faith, went to film school, you know what I'm saying? And just went for it. And once I started, all these doors started to open up. You know what I'm saying? And so once you started, 
people will see, you know, your passion and doors will so start to open up for you, but you got to start it. You know what I'm saying? It's up to you. Yeah. And you know, it's funny you mentioned Masterclass. I was a member of that last year and I watched all those things. I, I watched even the Spike Lee one and he says the same thing. You know, if you want to be a filmmaker, no excuses, just do whatever you have to do to get the movie done. However, however you can do it. I think it's great advice, you know, just, just no excuses, just use what you have and, and get it done. Right. Yeah. Just go, go for it. Go for it. Cause no, you know, and the more you wait, the more time's going to pass you by. You know what I'm saying? And you know, the, the moment you started, I'm telling you, it's like the, the sky's the limit. And I, that's the only thing I regret that I didn't start sooner. I had all these excuses. You know what I'm saying? The moment I started with the film school and I mean, doors will open up for me. Next thing you know, I'm, uh, I'm at the Tribeca Film Festival on the red carpet, you know, helping them out. I'm, you know, I had a, uh, a private was in film school for five months and they, they hired me to shoot a documentary and it was at the Tribeca Cinema. It was a big red carpet event. I'm like, oh my God, you know what I'm saying? But I'm, I look back and go, if I had started earlier, you know what I'm saying? But I didn't. But you know, you live and you learn and you know, you, you just, you know, it doesn't matter. How long you, you know, how long you wait, if it's 20 years old, 30, 50, 60, you still have time. You're still breathing, so you still have time to go after it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. Well, if people want to follow you online and check out your work, where can they do that, Glenn? Um, you can find me on IG, um, which is, uh, my account is D-I-R Glenn Jr. Films. You can find me on Facebook, you can find me on YouTube. And then by next year, all the movies that I'm doing will be out next year. So I have one that's, once it's done, it's supposed to be on Redbox, on demand Netflix. And that's a big star role. And that's a really big movie. That's the one with the Sugar Hill Gang that's attached to it. So I'm praying, you know what I'm saying? You know, like I said, things always change in the industry, but you know, that's a really big opportunity for me because then it's really going out there to the masses. So, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, look, look out for that. It's called Stir Up Crazy. But again, you can find me on Facebook. You can find me on IG. You can find me on INDB uh, on the Glenn McBride Jr. And, you know, you know, see what I do. And, you know, I'm just praying that, you know, God leads me, leads my way. And, you know, I have more opportunities to do what I love to do. I wish you nothing but success, Glenn. Thank you so much for having me, man. Thank you again. So that was my conversation with Glenn McBride Jr. All of his links will be in the show notes for you guys to check out his stuff. Now, if any of you listeners out there write a story and would like the chance for it to be read on the show, or if you're a writer and you want to be interviewed, you can email me at storykingpodcast at gmail.com. Just include your name and where you're from and what kind of writing you do. Again, that's storykingpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on YouTube and Twitter. Those links will be in the show notes. And please click like on our Facebook page. We're at facebook.com forward slash storykingpodcast. Or you can follow us on Instagram. Our username on there is storyking.podcast. And if you'd like to be a part of what we're doing with this show, please consider becoming a patron. You can choose a monthly membership tier at www.patreon.com forward slash thestoryking. The link will be in the show notes as well. One more thing, if you're enjoying this podcast, please do me the favor of subscribing and leaving a positive review on iTunes or the medium of your choice. I'd greatly appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Story King podcast, the show all about fiction, film, and form. Please join us next time. Until then. 